You are now listening to The Perfect Prana with Kaya Ann. What's poppin'? What's good? Hello, my friends. You're listening to The Perfect Prana Show on 88.1 FM WCRX, sometimes on Apple and Spotify, where I be posting extended versions. I am very happy to be here with you guys. I'm your host, Kaya Ann. Did I mention I was happy to be here with you guys? <laughs> if you love yoga, this is the perfect place to be. If you do not love yoga, this is still the perfect place to be. I have the yoga news where I speak about what's going on in the world of yoga and controversies. Yoga Heals, where I bring on a special guest and we discuss the topic of yoga in their practice, usually a yoga teacher, and the weekly wellness challenge, where we do something every week for our own wellness. But before we get into all of that, let's center ourselves. You know the drill, or if you don't know the drill, then... (laughs) Here's the drill. It doesn't matter where you're at. You could be on an airplane, driving in a car, on the bus, the train, going on a walk, laying in your bed, sitting on the couch. There's many options. It doesn't really matter. We can find our center. We can take this moment to go inward. So no matter where you're at, I want you to bring awareness to all of your body wiggle your toes what do your feet feel like you can roll your ankles what do your ankles feel like you can move your kneecaps up and down what do your knees feel like what do your quads feel like your inner thighs your hips your tummy your lower back your upper back what does your chest feel like your shoulders your neck What does your face feel like, your eyebrows, your mouth? What do the clothes feel like on your skin? What does the air feel like on your skin? And from here, lengthen your spine. If you're sitting down, you can sit up nice and tall. Ground your sit bones into your seat. If you're laying down, you could just lengthen your spine. Roll your shoulders up and back. Open up your heart. Take this moment to feel stillness. And then take a deep inhale through your nose. Right into your belly. Filling up your chest. And then exhale. Let out a nice sigh of relief. Like, (sighs) Inhale through your nose. Filling up your belly like a balloon. And then exhale, let out that nice sigh. Like, (sighs) pulling in your belly button all the way. Take a deep inhale through your nose. Let your breath travel to each part of your body that needs attention, giving it nourishment. Exhale, sigh. (sighs) Releasing all tension. Still feeling that stillness within your body. The only thing moving is your belly up and down as you inhale and exhale. You can soften your gaze or close your eyes if you aren't already. 
I am centered. Let's get right into the show. Yoga news. It is Optimist Day. First Thursday in February is Optimist Day. And I always feel like it's always a good day to be optimistic, right? And to have like a positive outlook, right? So I was like, I'll choose that one. And then I also saw that it was National Freedom Day. February 1st, 1865, Abraham Lincoln signed the amendment to outlaw slavery. That's just a little history note. The genocide that has never been corrected. But, you know, I guess this is good. I'm I'm glad that things changed. So, the three poses that I feel like, and this is in order, by the way, and I'm going to talk about each pose a little bit. The first pose that I feel like promotes freedom, therefore optimism, wind release pose. (laughs) Uh, This is basically where you would lie onto your back you pull your knees in toward your chest you can just hold your knees or give yourself a nice big hug with your arms around your knees taking a deep inhale filling up your belly all the way exhaling to pull your knees in closer you can rock side to side in this posture and i mean it's good for hips and based on the name of wind release what do you think this posture does yes it is good for the digestive system releasing wind (laughs) releasing whatever gas one might be dealing with (laughs) whatever backup they might have with their digestive system this posture is known to work waste through us (laughs) so if you want to practice this right now to relieve wind please do that alone but i mean it's funny it's called wind release so it's kind of like this is literally freedom right here (laughs) the next posture that i felt like promotes freedom therefore optimism patita tarasana ball and triangle pose Just imagine being scrunched up in a ball, hugging yourself. Then to go to a posture that is so open like this. Of course, there's steps in between, but you get what I'm saying? This is all about the chest opening, the back bending, really lengthening out your body. But no, seriously, I'm like, imagine being all closed up. Then you go to a posture like this that is so free. I did this the other day. I was watching a YouTube video. She had us do this. Basically, we started in down dog, pressed through our palms, especially our thumbs and our index finger. Our hips are up and back into space. We inhale to lift our right leg into the air. Exhale to tuck our right knee toward our left elbow, really rounding our spine. We placed our foot down and we opened our heart toward the sky, floating our left hand into the air. It it just felt amazing. I mean, back bends feel amazing, but this one, to me, a nice, easy open. And it just 
you feel beautiful when you're doing this <laughs> when you're just so open it's just such a graceful pose but really just like freeing the front of our bodies basically really just opening up yeah 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 freedom freedom optimism you kind of feel a little strong and confident creativity is something that is associated with this pose but definitely again the thought of like opening up more people might associate like the heart chakra with this the most so i like how this feels again i'll probably post what i'm talking about along with what i just said because not everybody <laughs> you might not be able to picture in your head what i'm talking about so i'll post it on instagram at consistently kaya consistently spelled with the k kaya spelled k-y-a-h and i'll post like a visual for that in the last posture that i felt like promotes freedom therefore optimism ananda balasana happy baby pose and ananda means happy or bliss in sanskrit ananda and optimism it goes together <laughs> if you feel free you feel happy right <laughs> i don't know i associate happiness with optimism and freedom i thought happy so i thought this posture but again on this posture you're lying on your back very similar very similar to the apanasana wind release pose <laughs> with this posture with happy baby you're lying on your back and then you can grab onto the outer edges of your feet or the inner edges of your feet or you can grab your big toes with your peace fingers bending both your arms bending both your knees some people like to rock side to side or you can really flatten your back against the floor i mean there's there's different ways there's different options extremely good for the hip opening and actually doing another yoga youtube video last night <laughs> and i was you know doing something for digestion right <laughs> and she actually had us do this posture at the end so i guess again another way to practice freedom is this posture right here <laughs> and be more optimistic and you know babies are happy and optimistic hopefully <laughs> if i wanted to promote freedom and optimism and i made that 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 the theme of my class i would include these three postures in my class intentionally um so yay to it being black history month and national freedom day and also the first is optimistic day which is pretty cool because it's like a new month we're optimistic so yoga hills this week's guest is columbia college's own is shaker comia george comia shaker george he has multiple names <laughs> and hopefully i'm saying his last name right but he's cool he 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 gets the deal shaker is a 500 
our registered yoga teacher with the Yoga Teacher Alliance. And George also has 25 years of practice and training under his belt. So he's very well-versed. He does this. He's been teaching at Columbia College Chicago for over a decade. He has some important messages, so please listen through. That being said, let's let's just get into the interview. Hey, George, thank you so much for coming on to my show. I'm really happy to have one of Columbia College's own teachers actually on my show. That's pretty cool. How are you doing today? I'm, I'm doing great. How about you? Thumbs up. <laughs> what I usually ask everybody that comes onto my show is when did they start practicing yoga and why do they still practice today? Um, I started uh, way back. <laughs> uh, I'm going to date myself now. Uh, I started back in 1988. It was my freshman year at Uni- University of Arizona. And I took a class um, with some friends of mine called Hindu mysticism. And it was like, a, we all took it because we all had gone to high school together. And we were like, we thought we'd do one class together that would be really fun at the end of the, the, the school day. Um, and so we all took it for that reason, kind of just to have some fun. Um, and it was a philosophy class in the philosophy, philosophy department based on Hinduism and, and teaching about Hinduism. And and yoga practice, uh, you know, is uh, comes out of that tradition. So we did mainly talked about the philosophy and the, you know, the understanding of the aspects of the theology behind Hinduism and, and the religion itself. But then we did uh, we started to do some asana practice, which is a physical practice in yoga and one of the eight limbs of yoga. So I started there. And I just was hooked <laughs> from that point on. Uh, my friends, um, they enjoyed it, but they, and I'm still friends with all of them, but they they do it periodically. They're not as, as connected as I am with the practice still to this day. Why do you still practice today? It's really helped me, in, you know, as the, the term yoga is a reference to connecting your mind, body, and spirit together, centering them all, right? So that's what it does for me uh, still to this day on on a regular basis. And I am very fortunate that I get to teach this practice, this beautiful ancient practice, and I get to share it with other creatives um, like myself and help them uh, hopefully start a lifelong journey as I have. I really find it interesting that you kind of started off with the study of yoga and like the philosophy behind it versus most of us, including myself, kind of just started off, oh, just taking a yoga class here or there. And what is something that you're currently trying to balance in your life or in your practice? And do you have any specific goals or anything you're working toward right now? My personal practice? Yeah. In your personal practice? Always, every day on a daily basis. You know, it's it's uh, managing how to deal with, uh, you know, because I have multiple jobs and I have I have other I have some rental properties and I have 
a lot of friends and family that all I like to spend time with and, you know, need attention. So, you know, it's just the the day-to-day kind of trying to use my yoga practice, my breathing techniques that I've learned and to just be the best person I can on a, on a daily basis, you know, to maintain my health. A lot of times when people start this practice, and it's funny because I'm going to kind of go off a little bit. I've seen quite a drastic change in how yoga is kind of consumed in this country from when I started till now, because there's been, when I started, it was not the, it wasn't as commonly done as it is now. It was more like, you know, like there were few segments in the population who would do it. It wasn't a commonly done thing. Some people knew about it. A lot of people didn't know about it. And, you know, I started in at a time when it wasn't common, you know, it wasn't something that was a common practice for people to do. Um, there had been different kind of periods in uh, the 1900s that had actually had been practiced a little bit, but not to the extent that it is now. And it's, it's amazing because, and I don't want to give dates because I've forgotten the date, but one of the first places that yoga had been brought to this country, and, and if I'm not mistaken, it might have been the first on a, on a b- bigger scale, the first places in the United States. Oh, I'll, I'll let you guess. Where do you think that was? I feel like it's California. Yeah, you would think that, right? Because California, it's like such a mecca over there for doing yoga, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of like celebrities do yoga and, you know, right? And that's, that's, that was, that would be a guess. That would be not an, an educated guess. Guess again. Okay, you got me. You have to tell me. <laughs> Somewhere that you probably know very well. Is it where we're at? Is yes, it Chicago? Yes. Ding, 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 ding. Chicago. Uh, it was the World's Fair, and I can't give you the exact date, but uh, a man named Yogananda came here, was brought here by, there was there were some groups who were kind of like uh, interested in world culture because the World's Fair was basically what that was about. It was about bringing culture from all over the world, right? And so one group was interested in the study and the practice of yoga, Um because they'd heard about it, you know, the English had occupied India. And so a lot of yoga had gone over there as well, just because people, you know, who traveled to India from from England and then back. Um, And so they knew about this thing. And so they wanted to bring it to the States as well. And so a group of kind of like wealthier people, industrialists, I believe, they brought this man, Yogananda, and they brought him here uh, to the World's Fair to give some lectures about yoga. And so Chicago, <laughs> which is pretty amazing, isn't it? I, I, From my studies, and I could be wrong, I mean, I, maybe somebody can correct me, and if they do, that's great. But I'm pretty sure that that was the first place that it was really brought, was here in the United States. States and was in Chicago to the World's Fair. The more you know, that was so interesting. Oh my, <laughs> go Chicago. Yay. <laughs> but before we go, what I ask all my guests to do is just lead us through a quick pranayama practice. So 
Yeah, okay, it could be pra- of your choice. So, sure, yeah. pranayama is is a breathing t- breathing techniques in yoga in the physical practice of asana yoga, and it is linked a lot with. And one thing I just want to clarify: so when you do asana practice, the yoga physical practice of yoga, a lot of times people are like, well, when are we going to do meditation? Asana practice, every pose you do, every movement you do is a meditation in and of itself. Okay, so. Um, this this is uh, so breathing is the most basic aspect of that. So breathing is an essential aspect of for everybody on this planet. So let's start by just sitting wherever we're sitting and just really aligning or extending our spine up through the crown of the head. We're going to roll the shoulders back and move them down. And so what this is doing is it's opening the chest up to give us the most space to to really inhale as deeply as we can and we're going to start with a we're going to do a technique known as ujjayi breathing or ujjayi breathing we're going to breathe through the nose to the abdomen and then up into the chest so for a moment close the eyes and then start breathing through the nose slow and steady and fill the abdomen first and then bring it up into the chest. And then when you are ready, exhaling from the chest to the abdomen, out the nose. Do not be afraid to let the breath make noise. This breath is known as, some people call it ocean breath could be sound sounds somewhat like snoring so breathing deeply through the nose along the back of the throat down into the abdomen and then up into the chest exhaling from the chest to the abdomen out the nose Thank you so much, George, or actually Shaker. <laughs> I said so. Um, okay. No, I They're really. Both my names. So I know. I, <laughs> I really appreciate you being able to come on my show this evening. It was so last minute, but I'm so glad that you could do it. Thank you. And I will also put your website in the show notes. So, That'd be great. Thank yes, you. Yes. And, and ask your ask the um, the listeners to promote having yoga classes at Columbia because there have been uh, attempts to kind of uh, diminish and in, in, in the, the classes at Columbia. And we really need, as the, you know, the students need to come forward and kind of, uh, if they want it, to talk about how important it is to them or has been to them and would be to them. Um, to the administration. Most definitely. This is the college radio station. I'm in the communications program. So definitely want to communicate to everybody to keep yoga at Columbia and make sure there's enough of it. Again, we are at a cultural deficit. We need things to promote movement. And there are a few classes that come from a non-Western perspective, and this is one of them. And if they if Columbia is really intent on being diverse in thought and experience, that yoga should be a main class that they're promoting and um, keeping going. No, I'm in total agreement. How do you oh. like to end your class? Oh, yeah. I, I just say um, namaste and, and many blessings.
Namaste and many blessings. Thank you so much. You're listening to The Perfect Prana on 88.1 FM WCRX. Also available on Apple and Spotify where I post extended versions. Weekly wellness challenge. Last week's challenge, Ahimsa. It was all about non-violence, non-harming. And I was asking myself, how can I make this into a challenge? And I decided just to do an action, one action intentionally during the week that is the opposite of harming. So healing, nourishing, repairing, something that you feel like repairs you, nourishes you, heals you, you know, you get the gist, does the opposite of harm you. This week's challenge, Satya, truthfulness. I was trying again, thinking, how can I make this into a challenge? And I feel like this is going to go down the journaling route because truth, recognizing the truth is vulnerable at times. And a lot of people feel that the truth hurts. The truth is uncomfortable. Like truth is always like uncomfortable, but you know, and I understand that because it can be to start being honest with ourselves or recognizing certain truths or whatever. It might, you might feel some type of way. You might feel negative about yourself or whatever. I get that. So I was like, how about this week we make truth comfortable? One, by putting it in our journal because when you write things down that only you have access to, nobody can judge you unless you're judging yourself, which that's between you and yourself. So, you know, one, putting it in the journal. Two is, I would say, to write about some things that are true, but more on the positive side. Like, normally, truthfulness is all about the hard truths, uncomfortable truths. But this week, I would say, let's focus on some positive truths. The truth shall set you free. (laughs) You know, if you listen to the rest of the episode, that would make sense. Anyways, uh, I was kind of thinking of, like, something to journal about that could promote this positive truth you know this easy truth if you wanted to a good journal prompt that I just saw when I looked it up on the internet was what's something that you have this year that you didn't have last year it could be a person a physical object an opportunity and then why are you grateful to have this person or thing in your life today you know i felt like there's some objectivity to that question because it's like you 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 didn't have it last year now you do have it you know and that's true (laughs) and having it makes me happy you know so I don't know I I like that one or it could just be like listing your favorite 
songs or your favorite foods or just some easy truths some easy truths things that you think are true about yourself but they're easy and so we're we're admitting comfortable truths that is the challenge this week that's kind of what i'll be doing but this week it's easy comfortable truths but you know later and on our own time we might face the harder truths <laughs> truthfulness it's the sekiyama for the eight limbs of yoga so it's part of the moral code and so far we're being non-violent and we are being truthful it's time to end the show you are listening to the perfect prana show on 88.1 fm wcrx also available on apple and spotify and yes i post extended versions but before we go i'd like to end with a quote kind of about i guess relating to some things in this episode yes i did get it off pinterest and yes i did look up this guy's name it's norodom sihanouk the prime minister a former prime minister of cambodia and um yeah i found his quote and i liked it and i felt like it applied and i truly in my heart believe this is that time will inevitably uncover dishonesty and lies history has no place for them and that is true everything will like with time we will see the truth (laughs) we will see the good things that we sow we might also see the not so good things that we sow but you know anyways thank you guys so much for listening to the perfect prana show every saturday at 10 a.m sunday at 9 a.m Follow me on Instagram at consistently Kaya, consistently spelled with a K, Kaya spelled K-Y-A-H. And if you'd like to come visit me at my community class on February 17th at Yoga View, the North Elston location. All right, guys, with that being said, may the light and darkness within me bow to the light and darkness within you. Namaste.